together to another episode of A Soul Full of Stories. Today I'm sitting here with Laura from Wales and important to know she was supposed to be my first interview one year ago <laughs> oh and we did not make it. We're both very busy bees so finally um, one year later it's worth the wait I promise you. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Okay, good evening everybody. Oh, I suppose good morning, good Doesn't afternoon. <laughs> we don't know when your listeners are going to tune in. Um, my name is Laura. Actually, in Italian, it's pronounced Laura, but I like both, so you can choose. Um, I'm originally from the beautiful green countryside of South Wales in the UK, which many people think is a very small town in England, but that's not true. It's actually a completely separate country. Shocker. Um, I lived there until I was 17, and then I traded the hills for high-rise, and I moved to the ultimate playground that is London, London town. Uh, so I was there for four years and I studied textile design at Central St. Martins, which was, oh, I had a love and hate relationship with that course because I'll tell you about that later, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I loved London. It was great. But I was lucky enough to get a job straight away in the idyllic Lake Como. Um, so straight after university, I moved here all by myself, completely random act of terror, but I'm still here five years later, jobless. So I think that proves how much I love it. <laughs> That's the best part, jobless. <laughs> it proves it, right? It proves that I'm a mega sucker for Italy because I'm still here. No employment. Perfect, no? You yeah. really like, you really love it here. Yeah. Now that I can remember the first thing I asked you when I met you the first time, but Laura, you lived in London. Why Lake Como? Well, it's a very, very, very easy question because you live here too and you know how <laughs> freaking amazing it is. Now, to be honest, London um, didn't really suit me. I'm from the countryside, like I said before, so I need mountains, I need fresh air, I need the lake, I need to be able to go outside. And hot, sticky, grimy, grey London just didn't do it for me. I was really sick all the time, I was really sad all the time. Um, and now that I've moved here, I've bounced back to my normal self. So absolutely, 100% a country bumpkin. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. But I did some research about ways. Okay. And honestly, all the pictures I found, there are like millions of castles, no? Yes. It's like crazy. Yeah, yeah. so apparently... Um, I think in the whole world, we have the most castles per square mile. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of history, lots of rich heritage and history. And to be honest, please don't ask me about the castles because <laughs> I, don't, I know that they're probably from the medieval time. They're very beautiful, but I don't know who owned them or what happened. Some yeah. sort of battlement, settlement. I don't know. <laughs> and that's also interesting because I think like, no, beginning of this year, I was telling you, oh my God, Laura, I think I want to travel to Wales. I saw this, this, and this place. And your answer was like, I don't know those places. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm from South Wales. And the thing about this country is that um, it's very, very spread out. It's only got three million people in the whole country. Um, so like if you imagine London, but spread into an entire country. 
So there's a lot of space, like I said, a lot of fields, a lot of mountains. So I've never really traveled much of the north area. I've been once to Snowdon, which um, your listeners should definitely check out because it's amazing. It's a very, very beautiful scenic area called the Snowdonia National Park where there's a a gigantic, I say gigantic, a big mountain, I think it's like (laughs) a thousand, one thousand something, um, where you can hike and you can go caving, you can go rock climbing. So I mean, the north of Wales is fabulous, but I've only been once in my entire life, which proves that I need to go back with you, obviously, but it also also proves that it's just such a vast place to visit that my family never even got that far up you know what I mean we did our holidays in the south because the coast is beautiful but we didn't even make it to the top so that's crazy because I think when I like did some like research with google if you go from the southest point like to the north it's like three hours you told me that I don't know if that's true I mean I think is that on the motorway I don't even know if there's one motorway that goes all the way to the top or not. That's something I was reading. There's only one motorway okay. in Wales. Okay. Just one. Okay. Also interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're a little bit backwards. We need to like run up with the times, I think. <laughs> no, I-, I prepared something like a short true or false game. Okay. So let's see. Okay. Everyone in Wales knows each other. Everyone in Wales knows each other. To be honest, yeah, kind of, because our towns are so little and so spread out from each other that, yeah, if you if I go home, I'm going to know everyone. It's someone's cousin, someone's auntie's uncle, sister's dog. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so it's true, in maybe not in the north and the different regions, but, yeah, in your town, For it's, sure. it's very intimate. Everyone knows each other's gossip. <laughs> very good. Rugby really is a religion and people get over-emotional about Me, it. Me, no. I, I don't like rugby. It's too violent. But yeah, it's the big thing. The rugby union is like the highlight of people's year. Um, in school, everyone has the, the team, you know, the tournaments. Um, it's like more recognized than someone who's won a maths award. It's, in school, it's like the end of everything. Yeah. In school, for sure, it's like the top of the top. If you're a rugby boy, you're like the jock that all the girls want. Oh my God. I never wanted one. And they're also cheerleaders or no? No, we it's don't have cheerleaders. Thing, okay. We just have all the girls like, oh. Boys. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> okay, so you're out of that. Um, everyone knows someone called Dai. Dai. <laughs> yeah. I have two teachers called Dai. I have three boys in my class called Dai and a friend. Yeah. But I never heard that before, honestly. The, the name? No, never. I can tell you some of the names if you want that are really a bit unusual. Say them. Well, in Wales, we have, for example, Ian, Yian. Gethin, Kai, Lyndon, Alid, David, Carwin, Dylan, Gareth, Owen, Rice, and Thomas. <laughs> That's just the boys. For the girls, we got Sean, Lowry, Owen, Megan, Rian, Rhiannon, and Harrod, Bethan, Karis, Bronwyn, Karen, Catherine, Rebecca, Theon, Erin, and Saren. Saren? Yes. Saren means star in Welsh. Oh, but we have pretty unusual names. That is, but it's, it's, it's nice. It's like nice. It. In fact, my brother and my dad, the middle name is Lyndon. So it's got a Y in it. It's very strange. Spelling. So now, I mean, you're living in Italy, but 
let's talk about the future. You're having a baby. Would you give a name like that or you're like, nah, I don't want that? No, I'm not super patriotic for starters. Secondly, I don't really like the pronunciation of the language. It's a lot of like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot in the throat. Sounds like that. Lo- yeah, a lot of Ys, a lot of double Ls, that kind of thing. It sounds yucky. So no, I'm not a big fan of the names, but um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. And you can speak the language? No. No. So it's interesting that you asked that, actually, because we have to study it in school. So not many people in Wales actually speak the language, but it's, it's known as a very important cultural tradition that we should pass on to the generations. And so they have um, developed this system whereby from the age of four to 18, you're immersed in it. So in school, you have to, for example, you have to say please and thank you in Welsh. Um, they do the days of the week in Welsh. And I spent a considerable amount of my time learning this language that is kind of useless, to be honest. But no one speaks it. No, nobody speaks. I say nobody. In the north, probably, yeah. And if you're from a family that is very traditional, I guess you would. Personally, I don't know anyone that speaks it. There are completely Welsh-speaking schools where I live, um, but I wasn't friends with those folks. <laughs> I I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with the language, to be honest, because I think if I was given the opportunity to go back, I would have refused the hours of learning Welsh and maybe studied Latin or something mm-hmm. that could have helped me with many other languages in the future. It's, it's not used anywhere else in the world. So to help with your job, to help with your future traveling is, is kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Actually, I say that in Patagonia, in, um, in South America, they speak Welsh. There's like a tribe, I say a tribe, a colony of people oh, that really? speak Welsh, yeah. No. So unless I go there, it's kind of useless, you know what I mean? <laughs> How can I say thank you in... Thank you is Diochen Bauer. Yeah. So as you can hear, it's really different to English. It's, it's not got any... Icelandic. Yeah, it hasn't got any it's similarities. The most funny word, the one that I love the most, is the word for microwave. Word. It's like an onomatopoeia word, so it sounds like what it should be. Poppity ping. <laughs> People don't believe me when I say that, but it's true. It's cute. Yeah, it's really nice. No. So, no, I don't speak Welsh. Okay, okay, no. I, I, can, I can tell you my 13-year-old oral exam, and that's it. <laughs> I've memorized it. Really? Yeah. And then, okay, okay. But how is it with the accent? Because, of course... You speak English there, but people, let's say from uh, from London, they would recognize. Okay, she's from Wales. Or not? We uh, we tend to have a very strong accent. You probably won't hear any inclination of my voice that is the Welsh accent, but it's because I lived in London. Also, I studied theatre, so mine is very neutral. But if you hear my dad or my brother speak, they talk like this. And it's very slow and it's very down in the lungs like this. You have to use your diaphragm a lot. We sound very stupid. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's I like very... I remember. I met your brother. You don't remember? No. Oh, yeah, it's pretty strong. Especially where I'm from in the south, we have like a specific accent that you can tell you are from South Wales you are from Newport Swansea Cardiff you can tell I think in the north it's much more 
singy songy. Um, probably nicer. It's, mm-hmm. it's more of a harder accent in the south. But yeah, it's kind of a shame that I lost it. But yeah, it's 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 a nice accent. You just sound a bit thick, a bit dumb because it's very <laughs> slow and very open and very low. <laughs> Turn on better like this. Yeah. Do you know the program called Gavin and Stacey by any no. chance? Some of your listeners might know it. It's a very famous British program where they have characters from England and they have characters from Wales. And there's one character called Nessa, and she has the strongest Welsh accent you can possibly imagine. And she goes, Oh, what's occurring? Like that. So every time somebody finds out that I'm Welsh, they say, oh, do the impression of Nessa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really famous. You would love that program, actually, just as a side note. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it is on, um, yeah, I think later. it is on Netflix. Okay, later, yeah, yeah. later you have to show it. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, okay, coming back to the die thing. And their surnames are likely to be either Jones, Thomas, or Williams. Absolutely. They could also be Evans, Hughes, Griffiths, Lewis, Roberts, or Davis. And I can 100% guarantee if you look through the names of the people in my village, the names of all the students in my class, they have one of these. Oh, really? 100%. I'm unusual because I don't have that last name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very, very common. So everyone's related. That was what you asked me earlier. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's kind of related. But in ways, it's also like that, that if you get married, you take the name of the husband. Yeah, in Britain, generally, yeah. 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 I think it's just in Italy a bit different. Yeah, I think if I marry an Italian, which I hope I do, uh, I want to take his name just because I grew up with that tradition. You know yeah, what I mean? me too. It's, for I me, know. it's completely normal. Um I know. Yeah. And what sounds amazing, your name with an Italian. Yeah, I know. Very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. Um, The transport systems are a bit last century. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that to be a question, but yeah, definitely. the, The services in general are just a bit, they need upgrading. They need some love and care. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It always rains. And always rains. rains. <laughs> that's like the, I thought that would be the first question. Always rains. But you know what? That's why it's so beautiful. Because it's green as green can be. And the plants flourish. And the forests are just fantastically gigantic. And if it didn't rain, it wouldn't be like that. So, yeah, it rains in all of Britain. It rains more in Wales. Mm-hmm. But Wales is probably the most beautiful part of Britain. But there are many tourists, or it's like a not place? really. No, no. In the south, for sure not. In the north, maybe yeah, because it's more pretty, more dainty, more quaint, like little quaint towns. Um, but in the south, for sure, there's nothing for tourists. <laughs> um, drinking is a national sport. Yeah, we like our booze. We like our booze, definitely. Yeah, and it's not particularly cheap either but no not particularly it's just kind of normal i think drink is cheaper here in italy okay um but yeah we do like our parties in wales but in general the prices are high like living everything no in general the house prices for example are pretty low um 
especially compared to Como. I mean, at the moment I'm looking to buy a house and if I was going to pay the same as I did for my house at home, I would get like a one bedroom apartment here in Como. And I don't know, at home you could have a mansion, you know. So yeah, the prices I would say compared to the rest of England are probably on the lower level, but they're normal. They're not anything extortionate or super, super low. Okay. This is a question, I mean, you mentioned it before, but Welsh people are annoyed explaining to people that there is a clear difference between England and Wales. <laughs> I don't even understand. I Well, to be honest, my geography skills suck. They are horrible, so I can't say anything. But yeah, it's a com- I mean, Britain is made of four different places. It's not four different countries. <laughs> we have our own flag. We have our own national anthem. We, we are a separate so, yeah, it's annoying to explain it, but very, um, it's a shame in a way that there is such diversity in the different countries because there's a lot of rivalry between England and Wales, for example. A lot of the time can be quite nasty, quite, um, yeah, fairly, fairly bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my mum worked, she's a teacher, she worked in the school and they would often insult her because she's English. She's actually born in Stoke-on-Trent in England. So she had a lot of abuse from the students and the staff just because she was English, which is mental because most of the people come from English backgrounds or they're integrated in some way. And of course, we're the same. I don't know, we're so close, we're the same. Absolutely. So that, that is a shame. Probably it comes from a sport aspect because of course there's the rivalry between the rugby and the football and all the teams but in a way it's very sad it's very sad that the Welsh seems to be more the Welsh maybe I'm wrong are very patriotic and don't want to associate with the English anyway that's another whole topic but that's interesting yeah it's, it's such a shame but the people in general like I mean I know you and you're super open you're like yeah really the kindest person I know <laughs> but how are the people that like if you have typical stereotypes okay the typical stereotype we are known for being super hosp- hospitable super friendly super um interested a little bit we <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> they're gonna be hunting me down with like pitchforks <laughs> for saying this but a little bit tup which means it's the Welsh word it means a little bit stupid but not stupid as in oh I don't know yeah. uh, just narrow-minded maybe okay. a little bit um lots of people grew up they were born there they were grew up there they never left there for example my dad still lives in the same town that he was born next to the same street that he was born mm-hmm. so when I moved to London even when I moved to Italy for sure people were so shocked and I was talking the town and I lost a lot of friends because of that. In a way, they thought, oh, she's such a snob. She's got these opportunities to go and travel when their lives are like this little bubble in a small town in the countryside in Wales. Not everyone, of course, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting. It's weird. That is super strange. But let's say after they finished school and you you decided to go to university in Wales there are like some good universities or like yeah no yeah yeah no for sure there's really good universities and people come from other places to come yeah. to our universities so yeah there's definitely 
opportunities. I don't know what the percentage is. Perhaps I need to do some more research, but I think lots of people do settle down and have a family straight after school. Oh, really? They find a job. Yeah, we... I don't know if this is an interesting fact or not, but our town a couple of years ago was like the highest teenage pregnancy rate in Britain. And maybe there's nothing to do because there's no, you know, it's just countryside. No. But yeah, the there's not so many job opportunities within the country. And I don't know that many people that have moved away. And in a, in a way, it's sad because we need work to come to Wales. We need people to stay there and to grow and to do all the amazing things in the country to keep the heritage alive and whatever and celebrate the country. I didn't. I moved away. But I'm aware of the fact that something needs to change, maybe, within the education system. Okay. I don't know. He's getting me all deep and <laughs> profound. <laughs> that never normally happens. <laughs> No, but now the, the part about Italy. Okay, you moved to Como yes. to start your job. What are you doing exactly? At the moment? No, like when you, when you came. Here. Okay, when I came, um, so I studied textile design and I, I specialized in weaving. Um, so I came to Italy because um, a wonderful company offered me a position of senior designer and I was initially doing designs for woven textiles. So for people that don't really know what that is, it would have been um, like the tapestry, the jacquard weaving patterns on cushions, on sofas, on um, curtains and that kind of stuff. I quickly realized that I wasn't very good at that. And they promoted me or depromoted, how do you say that, <laughs> to a print designer whereby I would illustrate and I would do really cool designs with my hands using paint and collage and drawing, scan them on the computer, edit them on different softwares and things and then they would be printed onto the fabric or onto the wall covering wallpaper and that's when I realized like oh wow that's that's what I should have done, I should have specialized that in uni, that's where my skills lie, my talents are and manipulation hand drawing so yeah I've been doing that for five years I swapped companies last year but didn't get on well with the new company and quit <laughs> so I'm yeah like I said I'm jobless but I'm feeling pretty good I'm feeling like something is good is gonna happen soon We'll see. <laughs> That's the thing that I love about you. Like, you're always positive. Yeah. I'm a very cup half girl kind of, cup half full kind of girl. Yeah. No, but that's a nice thing. Yeah. So now Italy okay. in general. Mm -hmm. Tell me three things that you love about Italy. Only three? Yeah. Oh, goodness me. Okay. I... Okay, I'll sum it all up in one because I love that Italy attacks your senses, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like sets all of your senses on fire. Uh, when you listen, if you're in the street, if you're in your apartment, you can hear people yelling, you can hear people being so passionate, grandmas and nonnas, you know, um, the baker, for example, in my house, all the people shouting to each other from window to window, Casino. No, it's yeah. just like a chaos of voices. So that just 
gives me so much joy because there's such a sense of community, such a sense of um, relationships and collaborations. I love that. So also the smells. The smells are phenomenal because you can walk around the corner and you can smell brioches, bacon, (laughs) bread, bacon. You can smell all the spices from all the different pasta dishes, all the different herbs that they're using. Um, You go down to the sea, for example, on the coast, the salt, the sun. I don't know. You can just smell it. Just, wow, I love it. (laughs) And then... um, Obviously, the taste is just like I could talk for hours about the food. The food is incredible, phenomenal. My tummy is always happy. I live with an Italian, so you can understand he makes the best food for me. He made me a tiramisu the other day, and I just wolfed it down in one sitting. Uh, Yeah, the food is great. My favorite dish is melanzane alla parmigiana. Um, it's the only one that I've mastered. I suck at cooking. (laughs) But like I said, my Italian boyfriend cooks for me a lot and my stomach is always very, 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 very happy. Um, And yeah, finally, sight, of course, it's beautiful. It's absolutely picture postcard perfect. The cobbled streets, the colourful houses, the tiny quaint churches, the lake, the olive groves in Tuscany, the beaches in Sicily, the, oh my goodness, it's so diverse, all the different palazzas that you can see, the palazzas, piazzas you can see. Yeah, it's just incredible. My whole body is on fire when I'm yeah, here. I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm even afraid to ask you what you hate about Italy. What I hate. <laughs> now, there's a few things I don't like. I think the services are rubbish. I think that the, um, the, the service people just don't want to be at work. <laughs> Obviously, they want to enjoy all the other things I just talked about. They, you know, everything's slow, everything's tomorrow, everything's not working, machines don't work, the, you can't find anyone to buy a bus ticket from. It's, mm, the service people are often quite rude as well. That's something I don't like. Mm, what else don't I like? That's it, really. <laughs> I love Italy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else I don't like at the moment. Okay, well, that's good. Mm. Now, I mean, you mentioned before you live together with your Italian boyfriend. I do. So from that point, Luigi, don't listen anymore. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, just tell me, like, for you, what is different about, like, an, having an Italian boyfriend or oh, having a boyfriend from Britain? Dude, so different. Yeah. So different. Yeah, just... I don't know if it's the guys I've dated in the past, but um, my current boyfriend, Luigi, very Italian name, is very family orientated, very cohesive, very um, emotional, very passionate, very strong minded. Um, and all of these things I am as well, deep down, but he is more on the surface and I think that Italian people just have a way about them that is so so emotional so passionate uh so raw if that makes sense very very raw it's not I don't know it's not as if you're like living by the rules of your community you're living to try not to step on anyone's toes you're trying to make an impression or make somebody feel a certain way they just like are 
They yeah, are sure. themselves. And I love that. I love that so much. British British guys in general suck. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I found... Well, to be honest, I wasn't even looking. He came at the same time as I, as I had an English boyfriend. So <laughs> I traded over to the dark side. <laughs> no, I think this is really the nice thing here about Italians or Italy. That, like, family is everything. Family is everything. Yeah. But I also feel like that myself with my family so it's really nice to find somebody and to find other friends and people that have the same priorities as me same ideals as me yeah yeah but that's even the nice thing I mean you're living far away from home but your parents are here a lot and that's they so come to visit all the I mean who wouldn't we live in like the best holiday destination why would I go home to the rain yeah, <laughs> if true. they can come here to the sunshine no <laughs> I'm really lucky I see them a lot Ryanair cheap flights out. <laughs> and EasyJet. Or the uh, Flybe, which is the one that flies to Cardiff, has gone out of business like last month. Oh, really? Yeah. Flybe. Flybe, yeah. It's the only one that flies from Milan to Cardiff, so that's a bummer. But nice anyway, to know. Ryanair. So now after the quarantine, you're going home back soon or it's... I'm wait a bit? I'm we're still a little bit worried for my parents' sake because if I... I don't know, I feel like if I go in the airport, there's such a high risk that I'm going to get something to pass on to... I mean, I don't care about myself, fair enough, I'm going to be poorly, whatever, but if I make my family sick, it would destroy me, you know, if it was my... I feel... I think everyone feels like that. If it's your fault, you pass it on to someone, it's just... So, no, I'm going to wait a little bit, maybe another month, and then hopefully go home in July... Oh, it's my mum's birthday, so that would be nice. I haven't seen them since Christmas. I haven't seen my nan since before Christmas, so it's like a time, yeah. Normally, I don't go home that often. Like I said, they come here, but I'm really, I'm feeling homesick. I never normally feel homesick, but at the moment I'm really craving my mum yeah, <laughs> and my cat. Also, you have a lot of time now, yeah. you don't need to work during the week. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's a different situation. Mm -hmm. So last question before we finish. How did you spend quarantine? Oh, I loved it. I know, I mean, there's always a silver line in it. Obviously, it's such a crazy, sad man, crazy, crazy situation. But I had a great time. I... <laughs> I did so many projects. I finally had the freedom to do all of these things that were on my list. It's kind of like a bucket list, but inside the house. <laughs> so many projects, sewing, cooking, drawing, video making, photography, writing stories, writing poems, you know, all the creative things that have been like jungled up in, jung jungled up in my head. I finally got them out. And I, ne I never would have been able to do that unless it was like maternity leave or retirement. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like finally three months of not being guilt, feeling guilty about sure. doing stuff for you, not feeling guilty about mm, not going out, no FOMO. You're not, I don't have a fear of missing out on anything yeah. because everyone's in the same situation. So, um, yeah, I did loads of cool things. <laughs> no, but that's a cool thing because you're so creative. I think even if they put you in like in, one room yeah. for like three weeks or more. <laughs> you would be like okay fine yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted <laughs> I kind of wanted to like go on forever I don't know not forever obviously <laughs> but I I want I don't want to have to feel guilty about staying home and doing yeah. something I love and in the past I have felt guilty and I've not done the things that I want to do because I've 
been forced to go out and forced to abandon my own projects. So, um, yeah, I'm lucky that I can find the positive side. I know lots of people have not been able to be quite so lucky. Um, And lots of people have had really tragic things happen to their family. And, uh, yeah, probably people are going to be hating me for saying this. But, yeah, I had had a nice time. No, you made the best out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, what else, girl? The last thing, really the last thing now. Let's talk about Italy, not, not Wales. Which is your favorite place? And you're not allowed to say Como. In Italy? Yeah. My favorite place? I don't know yet because I haven't explored enough to find out. I want to I wanna go everywhere. The, the, my favorite place that I've been... Because you saw a lot. Yeah, no, I've seen a lot, but not everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've been to Sicily, which is incredible for the food. I've been to Florence, which is incredible for the art. I've been to Rome, which is incredible for the history. But, you know, I've never been to Puglia. I've never been mm-hmm. to Calabria. I've never been to Basilicata. All these places in the south. Sardinia, even. Like, I need to go. <laughs> no, my favorite place is... Oh gosh, Amalfi. Oh yeah, beautiful. Amalfi is phenomenal. True. It's like a postcard. True. Yeah. A bit touristic, but beautiful. It depends where you go. Because we had like an inside guide from people that have been there before, people that lived there, and they told us like, don't go to Sorrento, go here. Don't go to Positano, go here. I'm not going to give away my secret. Later, please. (laughs) No, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. You know me, I could talk forever. So (laughs) So now we need to stop. (laughs) Grazie. Prego. (laughs) 